This is Top Floor, episode 31. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 31. Welcome to Top Floor with Susan Berry. This weekly podcast ride up to the top floor features tangible tips and excellent stories from the experts and characters who elevate hospitality. And now your host and elevator operator, Susan Berry. Hi, and welcome to another special episode of the show featuring loading dock stories at the 33rd Hunter Hotel Investment Conference. The loading dock of any restaurant or hotel is where the staff goes to dish the dirt. I've worked with hundreds of hotels over the years, so it came as no surprise to me that the attendees at Hunter had some funny, crazy, and just plain weird stories to share. If you've ever worked in a hotel, you definitely have encountered a naked guest, a reservation snafu, or a criminal on the run, most likely all three. True to form, we've got all of these and more from the six storytellers in this episode. And if you missed part one, head to topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 30 for more insane loading dock stories. Before we get into the more titillating tales, I talked with Paul Breslin, Managing Director of Horwath, about how he first started attending the Hunter Conference. I hear you've got a great story for me. Do tell. I do have a great story, and it's from the Hunter family. Oh, nice. Specifically, Bob, first time. And I just want to say, as a board member of the Hunter Conference, I love the conference. I think this is our best one yet. Awesome. And, And they just keep getting better. So my first Hunter Conference really was, I was a general manager or a resident manager was my exact title at the Hilton. And I wanted to eventually get into development. And I lived in Dunwoody and they used to have the conferences or they newly announced the conferences at Perimeter at the, I think it was the Hyatt or maybe the, the Crown Plaza. Oh, okay. And I called to try to register and they said, no, general managers aren't allowed. It's for people who are in development. And I said, no, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm with Hilton and I called some Hilton executives. And anyway, so I had to sneak in <laughs> and I got in and there were a few people I knew. And uh, I remember this gentleman, very nice, very Southern gentleman came up to me and was very congeal and started asking me questions. And, and I started to answer and he says, you're, you're not in the business. Are you? I said, no, I am. I'm, I'm the resident manager at the Hilton. And he said, oh, you're Paul Breslin. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and so, but he was such a gentleman. He let me stay. But he said he wanted to ask me a few questions. And we became fast friends, and I became kind of a, an advisor. And one of the first things I kept saying to him, and he later put me on his board, was to come downtown, to come here. And he let me, I was still in operations for years, for probably my first three years at the conference, or four years at the conference. Oh, wow. He let me come in as kind of an observer and uh, to learn. But it was really, and I was also very involved with Georgia State, so that helped me a lot. I used to be on there, uh, I still am on their advisory board. Mm-hmm. But it was really neat how Bob, because, you know, they're very, very strict about, we don't want it to be about operations per se. We want it to be about hotel development and sales and brokerage. And, but Bob was. But he let a, you sneak in through the doors. I love it. That's great. 
Next up, I chatted with Davon Reeves. Davon is the founder of the Vaughn Group and recently added two hotels to her portfolio. Before she was an owner, she was a front desk agent. And as you'll hear throughout this episode, the front desk is where a vast majority of the crazy happens. Davon, I know that you got your start at the front desk. At the front desk. Across, across the, the street. Across, guess what? Do you know I actually used to volunteer here at the Hunter Conference? Oh, wow. Yes. It was a lot, you know, a little bit smaller, of course. But, yep, I volunteered when I was at college. And look at this full circle. <laughs> I got my own badge. <laughs> I'm on podcast now. Nice, nice. So we're heading down to the loading dock. You got any stories to share with me? Do I? When you work at the front desk, you have a whole bunch of stories. So, I have a story. We were sold out. And we had to walk guests. We had to relocate. For those who don't know, we had to, you know, relocate our guests because the, so- the hotel was over. So, we had to relocate. Back when I was working at the Hyatt, the f- I was, well, I'm still short. But the front desk was a lot higher than me, so I always had to, like, stand on my tippy toes (laughs) to check in guests. Story of my life, man. Especially when I had to walk guests, I had to feel, um, made me feel a little taller. So I would walk into guests, and it was a long line of guests. It was a man. And I said, you know, this spiel, relocate you, you know, unfortunately, we had to, you know, send to a different hotel, nice accommodation. We're going to take care of your room. That's how I used to start off with people. How about this? How about it's your lucky day? <laughs> free guest room. You get a free guest room. And they're like, oh my gosh, but it won't be here. <laughs> you know, it's going to be it. Enjoy Alpharetta. There you go. <laughs> and he was like, wait, what? You're going to, re-? yes, I'm going to relocate you. And then it was a long line of people behind him. And he said, wait, you mean to tell me you're going to relocate all of these guests? I said, you know what? Actually, we are. Because we're going to have rooms. So he said, he literally turned around and said, hey, you guys, we're all about to get relocated. And we said, everybody was like, thank you so much. So it was just, he made our job easier. Oh, cause wow, because he every, spilled the beans for you. He spilled you. the beans. I said, you know what? I'm going to take care of your cat for you. That is so funny. I'm going to some breakfast for you. This next story is another example of why I could never, have never, and will never work at the front desk. Viviana Wilkins is the Director of Investor Relations and Special Projects at TLT Solutions. And she talked about her experience doing night audit at a hotel during her university days. You have had several hospitality experiences before your current job. Have you had anything happen that you would only tell me about on the loading dock? Yes, because I have not told this story before. So here we go. So basically, I uh, worked as a front desk agent early in the hospitality career as I was a student at San Diego State University. And at the front desk of the hotel I was working at, um, they train you to do a night audit. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I know. So Did everyone have to do night everyone audit? Everyone had to do it, which I actually think is a great idea because it's totally different than during the day, but um, only for four days. So they kind of do you a whole four days straight of night audit. And um, so I was like, okay, let's do it. And the first day you kind of have a supervisor with you, but then the next three days you're kind of left on your own. Um, and you're given a checklist of all the things you have to 
do and it's you and the security guard and then the nightly cleaning people that are doing the the lobby you know vacuuming and all that so I think it was in my second day because I was alone so it was my second or third day of night auditing at the front desk and you know it was all going well um, I go down to so it's at the front desk right and so I go down to kind of get a sip of water just to get my water bottle I come right up because, you know, go down, I don't say anything, come right up for like five seconds. And there's a gentleman, you know, from what I can see, because the desk is kind of at my view of where my hips are. So hip above, I can see that he has no shirt on. So I'm like, okay, um, you know, hi, can I help you? <laughs> and he's very frantic and confused. And he's like, you know, I don't know my room, my room key. I just, I don't have it. I, I, I went up and I, I locked myself out and I was like, okay, no worries. Can I see an ID? And he's like, no, I don't have anything. And I'm like, okay, well I can grab a security, you know, to walk you up to your room and just verify that that's your room and you're in. And quite slowly I was realizing that he had no clothes on. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, dear, I did not need to see that. So it was just one of those, okay, eye contact, just, you know, (laughs) I know he was probably under the influence, you know, I'm not sure, but he was very confused. So I was like, okay, let's get security over here. So of course, while I'm waiting for security, because he was already on another floor, I don't know (sighs) what, I'm kind of trying to just keep cool conversation, I guess. I didn't even know what to say. Oh I wanted to kind goodness. of leave the situation. But um, so I was there just with him and I and just talking and just kind of keeping my eyes up because I do not want to see anything <laughs> down below. Um, so we're talking and, and just literally like, how's the weather? You know, wh- what am I supposed to oh, say? God. <laughs> and so finally, what feels like forever security comes down. And of course, as he's walking towards me, my eyes are like, please help me. <laughs> um, and so he grabs him quickly and he's kind of giggling and I'm just like, yeah, no, please take him out of my sight. So he actually, um, uh, as soon as he came, I remember the security guard coming and then he immediately didn't go approach the gentleman. So I was like, Oh my God, did he just leave me by him by myself here? But really he was going in the back office to grab something to cover him oh, up and I didn't it, realize it. So I was it. like, Oh my God, no way. Did he just leave me this here? Is, uh, yeah, that is crazy. But I will tell you that it happens all the time. I talked about this in episode 25. People get confused, especially if they've been drinking, right? Wake up in the middle of the night and go out the door of their guest room and thinking that they're going to the bathroom. Yes. It happens so much. So word to the wise for front desk people everywhere, yes. have a robe underneath yeah. your station yes. always. PM shifts and night audits because I doubt it will happen during the day, <laughs> but who knows? I, I would mean, just keep something under the desk. Uh, and the funny thing is that he, so security took him up. Tell me why literally his buddy does practically the same thing, but comes in boxer shorts. No, Thank goodness. ma'am. But literally the same thing. And I was like, I'm pretty sure. Like the friends, same night? The same night. Oh my God. Literally like 10, 15 minutes afterward. That is but crazy. But he had his boxer shorts. So I was like, okay, thank goodness. Um, but then same call. I was like, security, same thing, please. <laughs> Can you come by? Twice in one night. Yeah. And after I mean, that, that starts to feel a little on purpose, doesn't yeah. it? I know, right? I'm like, are they pulling something on That's me? That's gross. I hope not. But, you know, after that, security and I became, you know, homies and we were just laughing <laughs> about that. Um, but luckily, yeah, that was just one of those things where I wasn't expecting that to happen, but it did. (laughs) I never wanted it to. Don't want it to happen again. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. People always end up naked in hotels. 
This next story is about an unusual experience Nate Barger had as a guest in a hotel. Nate is with NASA Investments, and the Mike he refers to here is Mike Ely, whose story is in part one that you can find at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 30. Now to Nate. I hear that you've got a pretty interesting story about a time that you stayed at a hotel. Are you going to share it with me? Man, quite a few, but I'm going to tell you about the one that comes to memory since I was just with my partner, Mike. So me and Mike were over in Shanghai. We got some investors in Shanghai and it's pre-COVID a couple years ago. And, you know, me, I'm always cheap or I would say frugal. (laughs) And you can't be frugal when you go into another country trying to book a hotel. You Uh got to do it. Hilton or Marriott or IHG, <laughs> you got to do something you know, higher place. So I booked this off-brand hotel and, you know, so we get in there and uh, the steps were like so small, you couldn't even hardly get up them. And then the one bed's up there and then the other bed, Mike's like, where's my other bed at? So we call down and they're like, it has a lock on it. What? The bed had a lock on it. Like you had to pay $25 extra. Stop it. Man, I, 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 look, I got a picture. I, I got it in my Dropbox. I'm going to show you. <laughs> so in order for Mike to sleep, we had to call and get the bed unlocked. And it was $25 extra. And they sent three people up to unlock it. That is hilarious. I, know, I was like, 20, Why did it take three people? I don't know. Maybe they was like, we got to justify the $25. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were scared. So they're like, okay, there's two of them. If we send three of us, then we'll be evenly matched. Maybe, man. But I, I mean, that blew my mind. They sent three people up to undo a lock. <laughs> I'll probably get some hate mail for revealing this, but... Hotels attract criminals like moths to a flame. Kesley Easton told me about one such encounter she had at a resort where she used to work. I'm sure that from your career, you've got some crazy stories and crazy experiences. Oh, you know Anything that you want to share? Absolutely. So I have to say the last property that I was at, I almost got this farewell story. It was just that good and I will always remember it. It was one of my last days at the property. I was working in the event services and sales office, uh, which overlooked our front drive of the resort that I was at. So we had, we could have our doors open that would look out to the outside of the drive. And it was a beautiful um, Arizona day. And all of a sudden, we have one of our sales managers. He rushes into the office. He's been prepping for this big site visit. It's coming back from COVID, so sites were a big deal. Gotcha, big, big deal. very prepared, getting ready for it. And all of a sudden, he is very panicked, running into our office, worried about the activity that's going on on the front drive. And we look out and see that there are multiple undercover cops, uh, an entire force of people trying to bring someone down from the trees. No, ma'am. And I didn't even think they had trees in the desert. Well, so our palm trees were getting trimmed Uh, that day. And someone had run off of the street who was running from the cops and decided to hide in a tree on our front drive as the clients for this big program are driving up to the hotel. And the police finally got this, uh, not gentleman, this man down from the <laughs> trees. 
they were able to take him away and off property just in the nick of time. The site ended up going well, but it was a very high pressure, very wild. What is this guy thinking? Oh my God, that is crazy. Did you find out what his crime was? We never found out what his crime was. Oh, well, the next time you tell this story, you need to invent a crime to put at the end. Peggy Berg, founder of the Castell Project and this year's recipient of the Hunter Conference Award for Excellence and Inspiration, is our last storyteller in this episode. Peggy has been many things in her career, but like me, the front desk was not for her. In your career, you have been a consultant a hotel owner, and of course, a trailblazing change maker. I have to uh, believe that there are some crazy stories from the his- your history in the hotel business. Do you have anything that you want to tell me about that you would only share on the loading dock behind the scenes? Well, I thought I would tell you about how I decided that the hotel business was not for me and I needed to stay in restaurants. <laughs> Do tell. So I was at Michigan State University tending bar because I love to tend bar and Mm -hmm. that's how I was making a living and that was just fine. And a hotel called the Cadillac Hotel had just finished its renovation and it's a grand old hotel in downtown Detroit and it was such big news that part of the revitalization of Detroit, Mm -hmm. they were bringing the Cadillac Hotel back. Is this the same one that's sometimes called the Book Cadillac Hotel? Okay. It's the Book Cadillac Hotel. They took us on a tour of it, students from Michigan State, and it had like three levels, three levels of sub-basements, all with things that the hotel needed to run, like multiple Mm -hmm. kitchens and cobbler shops and chocolate thing. And, you know, I mean, all this amazing stuff. And that was before you even got to the ground floor. So when they booked their very first group after the renovation, they came to Michigan State and they gave us a chance to intern and come help with the opening and this group coming. Wow. I thought, this is great. So I came from East Lansing to Detroit to the Cadillac Hotel and they put me behind the front desk. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, I have exactly two days of front desk experience (laughs) in my life. This was the two days. Oh, nice. So the hotel, because it was the Cadillac, they wanted to have a fabulous, elegant, traditional renovation. And some clueless designer filled the hotel with rooms that had two twin beds in them so they could be European, Mm -hmm. which was just fine except that this big convention that was checking in was hairdressers. Now, I have really long hair, so I brush my hair, I put a barrette in it, I'm good to go. I know no hairdressers. (laughs) So I'm behind the front desk, and the lobby is full. I mean, packed full of enormous ladies with big hair, big hats, hairdressers, (laughs) and they have booked themselves four in a room in in double twins. Oh, no. 
one of these ladies wouldn't fit in a twin. Not a one of these ladies would have fit in a twin. Oh, my goodness. And they were four in a room, and they had all looked at the beds, come back downstairs, and there they were. And that was how I knew that I should make a career as a bartender, because... There's a desk with a front desk keeping you safe from the very large ladies in the hats and big hair, but you can't serve them a drink and make them happy. (laughs) So I survived two days on the front desk. I never tried it again, and I went back to tending bar. Oh, that's amazing. I love that story. It was an absolute pleasure to hear these stories of madness and mayhem in the hotel business. It's been a rough couple of years, and stories like these remind us of the joy and levity that permeate our industry. It's time to start laughing again. If you have a loading dock story you'd like to share, call or text me at 850-404-9630. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 31. Top Floor is produced by John Albano, who also composed and performed our elevated elevator music with vocals by Cameron Albano. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues after you leave us a five-star review. You can subscribe to Top Floor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Thanks for listening to the Top Floor Podcast at www.topfloorpodcast.com. Have a hospitality marketing question? Reach us at 850-404-9630 to be featured in a future episode.